We've always been a tradition of great dreamers. Those who dared to look over the edge of the earth and face whatever came at them. For generations, we've forged a path of inclusion that in many ways has been picked up by a lot of the very mainstream traditions. If you listen to televangelists often, you will catch them saying things that would fit right in in our church. That feels like progress to me. And it makes me kind of wonder, what's our next lesson? Remembering that we often teach what we teach best what we most need to learn. I guess I've just begun the search. The prelude this morning was a song by Jackson Brown. I'm particularly fond of Jackson Brown. I probably subject you to him uh, disproportionately. But the lyric of that song, in the lyric of that song, there are words that catch me every time I hear it, like a wake-up call. I'm just going to read the whole lyric, if you don't mind. It's not that long. I want to live in the world not inside my head. I want to live in the world. I want to stand and be counted with the hopeful and the willing, with the open and the strong, with the voices in the darkness fashioning daylight out of song and the millions of lovers alive in the world. I want to live in the world not behind some wall. I want to live in the world where I will hear if another voice should call. To the prisoner inside me, to the captive of my doubt, who among his fantasies harbors the dream of breaking out and taking his chances alive in the world, to open my eyes and wake up alive in the world, to open my eyes and fully arrive in the world. With its beauty and its cruelty, its heartbreak and its joy, with its constantly giving birth to life, and to forces that destroy. And the infinite power of change alive in the world. To open my eyes and wake up alive in the world. To open my eyes and finally arrive in the world. At any given moment, 
on pretty much any given day, I would venture to guess that most of us are pretty much in this world. We are there in whatever our paths or trenches happen to be, the ones that we've chosen for ourselves or the ones that have chosen us. Whether that is teaching, plowing, selling, buying, counseling, arguing, shopping, reading, writing, running, cooking, or relaxing, we're doing our best and find some measure of satisfaction there. And if we don't, we're probably trying to change it. Around us we see a world filled not only with wonder, opportunity, and love, but also great struggle and conflict and anger and sadness and violence and loss. We strive in what ways we can to make a difference to the people that we touch. when some of those things that we want most to change appear to remain dishearteningly constant, like war, poverty, oppression, destruction, and all sorts of violence. What do we do then? There's a quote attributed to Albert Einstein that every place I saw it was written a different way. So I don't really know exactly what Einstein's words were, but the gist of it is that a problem cannot be solved on the same level at which it was created. Most of the problems of this world came into being after a great deal of thought and planning. If our best thinking got us here, wouldn't it be reasonable to postulate that thinking would be the level at which the problems were created? And that in order to make any real progress towards solutions, we would need to work from a different level. I think we might find the expression being in the world but not of the world worthy of consideration. It's an extrapolation from passages in in the book of John in the Christian Testament, but that phrase is not in the Bible anywhere. And it seems to be a pretty significant proverb in some ways. But in the world, we experience sympathy and perhaps even empathy for the pain of others. But where is it the point at which we move from sympathy 
and empathy into becoming genuinely compassionate. Compassion has with it a deep element of mercy. I think that mercy marks it as one of those attributes one can only develop by spending time apart from the world. Inspiration is something else we don't easily find Excuse me, in the middle of focusing on our busyness. You know, if we're just being busy, inspiration doesn't come up that often. It, too, graces us with its benefits more often when we spend time in the space that is connection. If we again want to be the prophetic voice for generations to come, if we want to seek solutions in places that have not already been found wanting, we can. We begin by loosening our grip on our old assumptions. A university professor went to see Nan In, a Zen master, to find out more about Zen. As their meeting continued, Nan In was pouring tea and continued to pour even though the cup was overflowing. The professor cried, enough, no more will go in. Nanin replied, like this cup, you're full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you Zen unless you first empty your cup? After all our thinking and striving, where is the joie de vivre? I was talking to my group last Tuesday evening about where we find that connection, those points at which we are most wholly ourselves, complete, perfect enough, timeless, without need of modification. And it isn't some esoteric phenomenon, and it doesn't require knowing the special handshake or paying dues. We experience it every time we encounter something in nature that makes us stop. If you look at a sunset... Before your thoughts kick in about, oh, isn't that pretty? And what color is that? And look at that shape. Before those thoughts kick in, there's that moment when there's a recognition of something deeper and bigger, and that's connection. Sometimes if you look in a child's face, you can find that connection. It's all around us to be had, 
And if we make a habit of noticing it, the space before our thoughts kicks in gets longer. And it starts to happen more often. That's a space from which there is a potential for change. That connection holds the possibility for solutions we haven't found yet. We've not left the world. We've simply ceased to be mired in it, boxed up by it or tethered to it. And from such a place as that, the possibilities are pretty wide open. It's not hard. You don't have to change. You already have everything you need. The power is there for any who care to join with it. The spirit is willing, and life wants us to have joy. Take some time to notice those moments. They're hard to find when you're in the middle of chaos and concrete. But even in concrete, if you'll notice, every place there's not traffic, something's going to grow. And often it's something beautiful. 